and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. 101. This is Say What You Mean 101. 101. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How are you? Shitty, but, yeah, we're doing, but we're doing this. We are. We're doing this. Um, Jake, last weekend was probably the one of the best weekends of my life. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was every, a good weekend. Everyone's like, hey, how was your weekend? I'm like, it was probably one of the best weekends ever. Um, and school started Monday. Mm. I haven't done shit. No, still, that's typical first. Still, that's typical first week. I know. Like, there's not much to do. I anyway. see my only assignment is to like post an introduction, I and I'm just like, shit. I'm like, eh. but then I really do have kind of a lot of reading, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to do some at work, and then everyone comes up and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm barely getting it, so I need to dedicate more time to it. But last weekend was awesome sorry to jump into my awesome weekend after you're having a shitty week <laughs> no you're fine i um, was part of your weekend you were so started saturday morning technically i always count friday night because friday night's game night mm-hmm. um i jumped into your party chatted with you for a little bit then i had to bail and then we're well, playing a different game yeah and then i jumped and played a different game um so game night's always the best with the buds and then Saturday morning, I woke up and I've been watching. I've I finished. I started it and I finished it Saturday morning. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, have you never seen that before? I have, of course, oh, I have. Okay, but it's been years. Man, going back and watching that, you pick up on different jokes that you missed the first time. Oh my god, dude, that is such a good movie. It is so good. It is so 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 good. It's so good. Uh, so that was. Awesome, because I have I have I don't know if you know this, but I have like I think a thousand DVDs, a thousand something like that. Damn, or maybe not a thousand. That's a lot. Maybe like no, it's not a thousand. Why would I say a thousand? I it, I, it is actually around like two hundred. Okay, something like that. It's a bit off a thousand. That's well, a lot that's of DVDs. Hundred less. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hundred ninety-five more than you have. I don't even think I own a DVD. Two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> So that's Blu-ray and DVDs. So, but I just haven't unpacked them. So I started like going through them, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, I want to watch this." Oh man, I want to watch this. And then I just found like nine classics, and then gave them to Alex. And I was like, "Here." And she's like, "What's this?" I was like, "Homework." And she's like, "Okay." So she watched. Have you seen Last Action Hero? Mm-mm. You haven't seen Last Action Hero? No. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude, it's a classic. It's, okay. it's corny, but it's like, it's about this kid who loves going to the movies mm-hmm. and I don't remember, he gets a magic ticket somehow and then he gets like sucked into the movie Oh, and it's an action movie and then the action movie like comes into the real world mm. and it's like just the melding of this action movie and like, it's, it's hilarious because it's like a joke on action movies and Arnold Schwarzenegger's the star mm-hmm. and he's like just very like action hero one liner. But the kid is from the real world trying to survive, but he knows the action movie tropes and was like, dude, the bad guy's going to do this. Like, he knows what's going to happen mm. because of action movies. Dude, it's pretty good. Okay. So she watched that and like that. And then she watched A Quiet Place yesterday, she said. Can I haven't see seen that? that one either. Oh, dude. Krasinski directed that. Mm-hmm. And good. Well, he directed and starred in it, right? Yeah. With his whole family. Yeah. It's really good. So then... Uh, so I've been going through my DVDs. So I watched Tropic Thunder and I watched Little Shop of Horrors again. I'm sure you've never seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but I was watching it. It's a musical mm-hmm. um, about an alien that 
an alien plant from space that feeds on human blood. Um, and so it grows and grows and grows. And this little shop, a uh, little flower shop, gets gains more popularity because people want to come see this freak plant. But nobody knows that it's eating blood and humans and I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got Rick Moranis. Uh, it's got so many people. John Candy is in it. Uh, Bill Murray makes a cameo. Okay. Um, what's his name from The Jerk? Steve Martin mm. plays like the a bad guy in it. He's so great. Uh, anyway, so I'm watching it and Jen was just like disgusted the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like not into this at all. I'm like, get out of here. And then I'm watching it. She didn't enjoy it. Hmm. She didn't like the dentist who is Steve Martin. He's very creepy. Okay. He like gets off on giving other people pain and mm. he, like, inhales like laughing gas and he's like, ah! and like ripping teeth out and stuff. It's pretty cool. This is a weird, this sounds like a very weird movie. <laughs> it is weird, but it's awesome. Uh, anyway, so I watched Tropic Thunder and then my sister and niece came over and we met up with you. Mm-hmm. And we went to the river mm-hmm. for driftwood. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, went to the river for driftwood. Yeah, I see all the driftwood sitting here in the front of your guys' house. I mean, we haven't put it or way oh, I know. organized well, it. Well, I know. You guys have a lot going on. You <sighs> just moved in here and everything, so... No, yeah, we went we went down there. I know we'd been trying to. So the whole th- thing with driftwood started when you you and Jen came over to my parents' house for dinner, mm-hmm. and you saw all the driftwood sitting around, and you're like, and your dad's done all this cool stuff with it. Yeah, like he he makes his own little, like he paint like he stains it, and then he builds like little. He puts like succulents mm-hmm. in it, or he's like just uses it as like accents around like mm-hmm. his flower beds and stuff. It ends up looking really cool because it's, awesome. it's like it's like a bleached. It's a really like bleached white wood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. And there's a ton of it down on the beach where my lease is at, mm-hmm. and um, mostly because my dad can have a conversation and make friends with just about anybody. Uh, we we're lucky enough to have access to that whole area throughout the year versus right. just during hunting season. I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You just get to do that. Think, I mean, it's, it's honestly, we're very fortunate to be yeah. able to have that and yeah. have access to that beach. And, and Scott, who you met, is yeah. like the, the, the caretaker down there. He rents the house and oversees and oversees it for the family that owns that property. Um, he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott is a very good guy. He will, he's one of those dudes who like just a very rural kind of salt of the earth dude and mm-hmm. would do any, like literally take his, his last shirt off of his back and help you out if, if you needed it, which we ended up we meeting. We ended up meeting his <laughs> help. I didn't help. need his shirt, but I needed his help. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even think to tell you to not drive down there because I didn't, I thought because the, um, did you drive down there? No, I stayed up on the pavement. Oh, okay. But my car is also four wheel drive. I think I probably yeah. might have been able to get out. But yeah. um, that sand down there is super soft, and it looks Crazy. like you can drive on it because there's a moss layer over the yeah. top of it, and it's it's really weird. Like it looks like it should be hard pay, like it should be hard ground. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. And um, so you guys went down to go pick up the driftwood that you've been piling that we've been finding. Yeah, and. Uh, it was, but but the whole experience was fun because we got to walk on the beach. And I got to meet your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex was there, and then um, you guys brought Harrison, and then Scott's dogs were running with us. We had this whole, and I had Tucker and Bo, so we just had this whole pile of dogs, and um, 
Yeah, it was a lot, it was a it was a lot of fun. Dude, the water was so warm. It was like bath water. It was weird. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got stuck. One day my Bronco won't get stuck. <laughs> you you want you want to get one of those new Broncos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, we almost got you out, but there was just like this last like ten foot section. Yeah, there's a little bit of an incline, just couldn't, couldn't get you it. over. So Scott. I called Scott, and of course, he's got everything that you need to go and pull you out. Because I mean, everybody—I mean, people get stuck down there yeah. a oh, lot. Yeah. So, um, what I appreciated about Scott it was like he was like walking me through how to do. Like, he was telling me all the different, like he was telling us like all the different stuff to do, which is not. It's, what do you mean? Well, he was like when I went and like met with him at his yeah. house, and he was telling me like the different like different stuff to do and stuff to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to chain you want a rope in this situation, but you want a chain in this oh, situation okay. and stuff like that, which is really nice. Like that's like good, helpful information sure. like that. I'm going to catalog. Yeah. That's I've helpful. Never, I've never been in that situation before. Never gotten a car stuck. Really? So, yeah. Dude, I've been, had so many car stucks before, like not just mine, but like other friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't get annoyed in situations like that. Like, I mean, without Scott, we probably would have been screwed, but it's like, it's part of the adventure to me. Mm-hmm. Like now that's part of the story, I think. Yeah. Which is fun. No, it, I mean, it wasn't not, there was nothing stressful or anything about the it. The only stressful thing was now we're running late to get back to my house to watch the game, watch the Blazers game, which <laughs> going, which looking back now, it didn't really matter that we missed most of the first quarter. I mean, we watched, we got to watch it. No, God, no, they got spanked mm-hmm. 24 to eight Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Um, but we watched our first Blazer game together. That's true. And the first half was good. Like, they had a lead at halftime. It was the second half that game went sideways. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know, dude. Um, you and I were yelling at the TV. Mm-hmm. Alex was angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really frustrating to... I rarely ever see Blazer beat writers actually bring up the issue of refs. Yeah. I feel like, which is frustrating because as a very passionate fan, I think the refs are always trash. Right. And then you go and you read Jason Quick or Casey Hodel and they don't even bring up the, the issue that the, that I think is a glaring problem, which mm-hmm. is the officiating and they don't even bring it up. And even Jason Quick has like made fun of like Blazer fans who constantly blame the refs when right. he goes on. I listen to him when he's been on different local uh, radio sports radio shows. And I'm like, oh, like, why doesn't he get it? But even they were talking about the, the free throw disparity yeah. and it's the seeming um, inconsistent calls that the Lakers were getting. Yeah. And then the Blazers weren't getting. Yeah. And that was frustrating. But it, which uh, Hodal pointed, uh, was it Hodal or Freeman pointed out, I made a really good point. They're like, I don't even know. He's like, I don't even know why the refs are even worried about like, they're clearly giving beneficial calls to the Lakers. Yeah, He's yeah. like, I don't even know why they're worried about it because the the difference in just teams, like the Lakers are already so much better than the Blazers. They don't even need those beneficial calls. Right. Like it wasn't going to be the, it wasn't going to be the difference in the game most of the time because there was just so much. I don't think they're a better team. You don't think they're a better team? I think they have two super, I don't even know if Anthony Davis is a superstar, but they have LeBron James. Anthony Davis is a superstar because of his size. Because of his his physical tools, makes him a superstar. Him a, okay, so why seven is footer, Nurk a superstar, a seven footer that can move and shoot like he does. Nurk can't hit the outside shot like okay, Davis can. Okay, but Davis couldn't do it freaking consistently. I'm telling you right now. Other than game one, Davis has done it. Lakers do not go to the finals. You don't think they would beat the Clippers? 
I don't think they go to the finals. Hmm. I don't. I think they'd have a hard time with Denver, and I think they'd have a hard time with the Clippers. Yeah. But I don't know if they go to the finals, dude. I mean, if the refs keep doing what they're doing, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I hate the Lakers as much as you do. I don't think, dude, there's no way. Like, Danny Green sucks. And he's been shooting well for two games. He's going to go right back into that slump. But he's always shot well in his career, though. He that, shot great for Toronto, and he no, shot... No, he did not. In that finals, he sucked. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Bad. I guess I just... Van Fleet is the dude who came and reined him in. Was it Van Fleet? Yeah. And Kyle Lowry? Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know. I just don't... Is Toronto starting both Lowry and Van Vliet? I don't think so. Is Van Vliet coming off the bench? I think so. Okay. Who's there? Is it Norman Powell starting at the two guard for them then? I don't know. I kind of like Toronto's roster. Dude, a bunch I like of scra- bunch, bunch of scrappy dudes. Is Milwaukee out? No. They said they're going they said they're not going to play. Okay. So we'll get to that after all. Yeah. This. Sorry. <laughs> we always get turned. Blazers on what? Uh anyways, oh, one thing I want to say real quick is there's a Laker fan at work and he's like, "Dude, if I had enough money, I would buy every Blazer fan a pacifier." I'm like, "Uh, you might want to buy one for your boy LeBron James, dude." Oh, that pisses me off. That pisses me off. Nobody who's whining. <laughs> okay, we're whining right now. Yeah. But fine. Whatever. Screw him, because he whines just as much as we do. Yeah, we're just whining because of the refs. I don't I don't know what the difference is. Like, I knew we weren't gonna win this series going in. Like I had pretty realistic expectations that this was gonna be a gentleman sweeper over in six. Like I really didn't even after game one, I was like, the Lakers played historically bad, like shot historically bad. Yeah. And they're, the Blazers still got lucky to win that game. Yeah. And I just like, there's no way they're going to be that bad again. In the bla- and then I was like, as soon as I saw they're still struggling to shoot from the field in game two, and I'm like, this isn't going to get better. This looks so much like that um, Warriors series yeah. in the Western Conference Finals last year where Dame and CJ both looked just gassed yeah. and could not get open, and nobody else could make a shot, man. Like, watching Mellow brick shots over and over again, dude, we might as well have Aminu shooting from the yeah, corner. Yeah, but we did have that moment where Mellow, Mellow got pissed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that hyped me up when so he big. He scored, like, eight or ten points straight, oh, and he was, was hitting awesome. his mid-ranges, like, yeah. contested mid-ranges. Yeah, that was awesome. But, I mean, Aminu had moments like that, too, where he would hit three or four threes in a row. I'd take Mellow over Aminu. Cool. No, man. Defense? I don't, defense i know all right anyways (laughs) we watched the blazer game and that was awesome and that was the end of my saturday Mm -hmm. and then you sunday you went to uh in and out sunday morning i got up at nine and jen was like i ain't going i was (laughs) like all right so i was gonna say i didn't see jen in the pictures no she didn't drive but i brought her back some food uh went to in and out it's been four years since i've had in and out um when i was in california uh, their burgers are so good, but their fries, nah. really, which is weird because they're supposed okay, to so be. So you like, and I disagree on fries. Yes, so very much I might so. like actually like their fries. Yes, you might. You okay. definitely might. Um, you know they're healthier. They like uh uh fry them in like sunflower oil. Hmm. Um, and like they're fresh from the potatoes there. Like they cut them there. Um, but they're just meh. They almost tasteless. They almost taste like cooked freezer burnt fries. Oh yeah. Like the ones that you get out of like your like 
you're like midnight and you're scrounging yes. for something and you pull them out of your like that. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just dry on the inside. Mm. I don't know. And I was thinking the whole time, and this is why you might like them. You know what? If I had some five guys fries and this burger game over, it mm. was awesome. And I, so we drove down to Kaiser, Oregon and we were only in line for maybe 30 minutes. It wasn't too bad. There's a lot of cars, but when we got there, there were a lot of cars and Why uh, is it still so popular? That thing's been open for like a year. Because it's the only one in the area. And it's just a destination thing? Like people want to go say they went and had In-N-Out? I mean, probably part of that. But also, have you had In-N-Out? No. You haven't had In-N-Out? No. How much better can it be than Burgerville? Oh, it's way better than Burgerville. Blasphemy. Blas- uh, Burgerville is garbage compared to In-N-Out. Ugh, it's okay, overpriced. I'm... and Okay, I'm not going to argue with you the overpriced part. But <laughs> Burgerville... Burger, like a the classic like double dude. I got four burgers, yeah, four fries, two drinks. Okay, that's gonna be like thirty five bucks at Burgerville. <laughs> it was twenty six, twenty six. I think that's not bad. Not at all. That's pretty good for four. Kyle, when I can't believe night, you haven't. The other had night it. when Kyle and I went to Burgerville, it was like twenty five bucks, and it was like basic. Sh- it was basic shit. Like yeah. two double beef cheeseburgers. Not worth it. No, dude. All right, we're going to. We got to go in and out. I can't believe you never had it. I just, dude, half hour for fast food. No, it's like an hour. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an hour drive and then a half hour wait. I fucking hate having to work there. Why? It, working at In and Out yeah. and having it that busy all the time. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love it. Your day probably flies. But then you got to deal with shitty people who are upset about having to wait. The and entire you time. don't deal with shitty people. I do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Your your occasional shitty person is probably two times worse than the one the five shitty people that they deal with on a daily basis or every five minutes. You know what I mean? Someone complaining about this is bullshit. I have to wait a half an hour is much better than the shitty person that you might have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe we need to talk to an in and out worker. <laughs> I need to get I need to get I need to get firsthand stories. We'll just bring this equipment and just do don't, live don't live forget interviews. don't forget me to tell. Do, do counterculture today? I won't because it's won't. it's a crazy ass story. Okay, um, so we drove there, got burgers, ate, and then drove back with a burger and fries for Jen, and then it was like almost one o'clock. Then my brother shows up at one o'clock here, mm. and then we he drove up from Bend. No, he moved back to Portland. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and his wife moved back to Portland with their girls, and they live almost out in Gresham. Okay. So they drive over here. Then but we it's dr- nice having them closer. He, yeah, we talked about that. They like it better being around family. And mm-hmm. I think yesterday Alex babysat for them. So they also have that opportunity yeah. family to help out mm-hmm. so that they can go on dates and do things, which I think is great for them. You know, being isolated and bend and not having that support can sometimes wear on you a little mm-hmm. bit. <clears throat> I know that she hated the snow for like five months out of the year. I love that. Mm -hmm. Give me all of that. Um, But I'm also the one who's going and visiting and not living in it for four or five months. But I'd probably get sick of it, but I probably wouldn't because I love that. Um, So they drove over here. Then we drove up to um, the creek up uh, by her grandma and aunts. So CJ's parents and CJ's grandma, their property. Mm. We went down to the creek and swam in the creek with my nieces. So my brothers, two daughters, um, my sister-in-law, Jen. Alex and Alicia Hmm. Um, and we just hung down there and swam and caught crawdads and fish scooping them up with 
catching fish with a cup. Really? Pfft, I'm a ninja, dude. You are a ninja. <laughs> um, and then, and then what did we do? Oh, uh, then we came back here. Sorry, I don't know why I'm telling. This is probably boring for everybody else. Um, but then we came back and we. Oh, dude, we had dinner. I made homemade euros. Delicious. Mm. Uh, then we watched Big Brother. And that okay. was the end of my best weekend. Yeah. Of 2020. You forgot one very important detail. I forgot two very important details. I'm going to get there. What are you talking about? I kicked your ass in cornhole. Kicked my ass, dude. <laughs> what is wrong with you, you freak? How are you that good? I don't. I, I have never played a game like that in my life. How are you that good? I don't know. Shame on you. You should be <laughs> competing. I'm not that good. I mean, everything. every time I'd score and you needed to hit a, a cornhole, you got it. You kicked my ass. Anyway, what was the second thing? So uh, I was driving down the road right over here on Mill Plain, mm-hmm. and I like I see this car driving eastbound with a big Trump flag waving on the back of their nice. their their bed, and then I see another one driving westbound, and they're about to cross each other, and then they honk at each other, and they like point at each other, like yeah, it was awesome. Jesus, oh God, <laughs> I that just of course they did. Yep. Of course Hope they did. Personality. Yeah, I mean, I I got a little salty yesterday. I called a dude out on. I called a an old friend out on Facebook. Uh oh. Um. Yeah, I went. I went full face Jake Facebook Crusader. It came back out yesterday, but there's nothing I hate more than just the laughing emoji. Like someone, someone, you post something and somebody just hits back with just the laughing face. The laughing response. The laughing response. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that's different than posting like commenting a laughing face mm-hmm. I, in my opinion it is you think it's different i mean they're both shitty yeah but i mean one is just like i know i know what you're talking about because we you've done it you've repl- you've replied with a laughing face haven't you a yeah. sarcastic laughing face like okay and then laughed at it never done that oh i definitely have and that's what they were doing to your post or it, whatever it, it was kylie's post but yeah whatever it was mm-hmm. it's like okay laughing face yeah. It had to have been, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what'd you do? I was just I because so the the, the did article Did you challenge him to a game of cornhole? I did. <laughs> the art no, the article the article that was posted it was like what it's it was a New York Times opinion post and it said what it's oh. like what it's like to be a Biden conservative. Yes, I didn't read it, but I I saved it. It's, I want it's to a, read it. It's a good article. You it. should read it. It's yeah. short. It's pretty short. The um and I noticed there was like and it wasn't it wasn't me who shared it. And it was Kylie, and I see like six or six response, like six comments um, or reactions. Reactions. Okay. Thank you for the word. Yeah, I, I couldn't. You. And like four of them were laughing faces, and I knew at least two of them were laughing because they thought like how ridiculous it was, like what an oxymoron. And they didn't Although read the neither article. of them probably know the word oxymoron, mm-hmm. that. Uh, that there's no way you could be a conservative by their definition mm-hmm. and also support Biden because Biden somehow now is a socialist, right? Which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And so I so I the one guy who is just his I'll leave his name out, but yes, he is just an absolute. He annoys the shit out of me, and we have a long history of him and I over not over political stuff, but over. A lot of different things having a lot of me having a lot of rubs with this guy because he's just a anyway the um 
so I was like, like this, I, I, I just said, I love how people laughed at this, like this. And then I, then I tagged him in my post or like, like this guy knows anything, what like has any idea what he's talking about or what the term conservatism really means. Okay. And then he didn't come back at me, which was a little disappointing. And it made me feel kind of bad because he was just <laughs> like, he's like, wow, thanks for calling me out, Jake. You do you. And I just said, yep. And then he came back with, I'd love to sit down and talk to you about how you, f- about how you feel. And then I just didn't respond. You should sit down and talk to him about how you I feel. will. I should invite him on this. I should invite him on the podcast. But I mean, I just wanted to respond with, why don't you just read the article and you'd pretty much understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I shared another article from Foreign Policy. We're talking about seven where there were 70 former Republican national security officials who all wrote, who all co-wrote and and sponsored a, they didn't all co-wrote, right? There was writers and then there's people who signed it as an open letter to the, to the Wall Street Journal about um, their support for Biden on force because of Biden's foreign policy, like experience and then how they legitimately feel like this is a lot for people for former national security officials, people who are spin career civil servants, right. to come out and say that not all this is when they use the word dangerous, they mean dangerous. This is not hyperbole or some yeah. some beat writer or some opinion like some opinion writer for the Atlantic or the or the or the Washington Post. These guys are career civil servants who have worked in both the public and private sector trying to advance American interests. Mm-hmm. When they say Four more years is dan- would be dangerous. Yeah. They mean exactly what they say. Yeah. It's like Mueller, right? Mm-hmm. When people were trying to pick up, when Mueller released his report and people were saying, well, there wasn't that much in it. It's like, no, he's telling you just ha- he's telling you he just doesn't. These people, they don't use colorful language. No, they tell they are their training, their lifestyle, how they've the culture in which they within the institutions that they worked in they it's not colorful language no they tell you exactly what they mean in a few words mm-hmm. when those people speak it's best to listen yeah those are real Amer- those are um, americans those are those are our civil servants those are the people this, they're not part of, victor cha is not a political appointee mm-hmm. he is someone who has worked in the who's worked for multiple administrations mm-hmm. he's not a hack he's not a partisan hack this guy is his whole job is to advance american interests mm-hmm. doesn't matter who's the right. who's in the administration right. when he speaks and says something is dangerous it's best to listen yeah and and in the fact that he's just people are just ignoring these guys yeah nobody cares about foreign interests or policy mm-hmm they don't. The voters don't care. No, they, they don't. don't care. Mm-mm. America first, and whatever Trump says goes. Yeah, it's like I was talking to somebody the other day, and like Trump is a salesman, and he will say what sells. He's not selling the best interests of the United States. What he's selling is what's going to get him popular. Mm-hmm. What's going to get mm-hmm. him to win. Yeah, that's that's populism in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, that's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's changing whatever. Uh, this is how I feel. Example, Nevada and, and Florida, mail-in voting. Suing Nevada for trying to implement mail-in voting. Supporting Florida for mail-in voting. Come on. Yeah. 
Um, I have a lot of feelings. What are some of your feelings? My feelings are about... I've been thinking a lot about just, um, you know, the NBA being suspended. Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing I read right before we started was Mike Pence... Mike Pence's chief of staff calls the NBA protests absurd and silly. My response would be like, you probably weren't fucking watching anyway. Yeah. And Jared Kushner says he'll reach out to LeBron James. Oh, Jared Kushner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because he did so well with his uh, Israel-Palestine peace deal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like one thing LeBron kind of pissed me off too. Um, did you, so, I mean, for those who don't know the, um, the NBA suspended their games yesterday in protest. They're like, we're not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on a second. Sorry. I should have been prepared. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to a stalling for time. What is that? Hmm? What is that? That's something that the radio Isaac and seek the radio show that i that I listen to, yeah, sports radio show. Every they have this drop of them singing that uh-huh. every time that they're trying to look up something really <laughs> fast, and they just play that drop. That like, pay no attention to a stalling for time. That's awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, so so the NBA decided not to play in response to Jacob Blake getting shot by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the Milwaukee Bucks who kind of initiated this. Milwaukee is in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin was where the shooting was. <clears throat> and so they felt like as a representative, as a representing bo- body or team from Wisconsin, they shouldn't play. Mm-hmm. And then I guess like the reports were coming out that they later then had a meeting with all the teams and LeBron was pissed because nobody had mentioned that they were going to suspend the games. Yeah, that came out this morning that the reason why LeBron stormed out of the meeting was yeah. because the Milwaukee didn't share with him <laughs> Their plans because he wants to be the voice and he wants to be the one to be like, I'm the superstar and I'm going to say this and, and, and that's what it's going to be. His self, that's all it is. His self anointed, like, yeah, yes. I, I want to be the fa- face of this movement. Mm. Mm, that's, I didn't even think about that until you just pointed it out, but that's exactly it. His that's ego, all it's, it is. It's, ego it's, it's his ego driving it. He doesn't want George Hill being the voice of this movement or or protest or Giannis or anyone. Yeah, on the well, box. George Hill was kind of the one who read the. Was it George Hill? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and that annoys the shit out of me. And then I see like people commenting on LeBron James, like, "What about, <laughs> what about the injustices in China?" <laughs> Like, well, I mean, LeBron, I mean, that's a valid, unfortunately, yeah. I I hate, so you get like Republican senators or whoever, whomever who trash all the NBA players or all sports right. players for taking knees or doing whatever, trying to raise awareness for social justice. But it really sucks because LeBron, who wants to be the face of this whole movement across all of these leagues, right? he wants to be, he wants to be that. He sold out his. He gave away. He signed away his moral authority yeah. when he went after um, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey in Houston for for speaking, for out, speaking in, out against injustice. injustices in China. Yeah, in Hong Kong, in the Hong Kong incident. I'm like, it's it's unfortunate that it's valid. Yeah, but it is valid. I think so too. I think so too. And now that's always going to be a response that you see mm-hmm. uh, forever. Yeah. And you and can't ignore like no. you can't ignore it and not be a hypocrite. 
Right. So I'm glad we're bringing that. I'm, I'm glad we're bringing it up because it's legitimate. Like LeBron, you, you legitimately like you, he needs to address the yes. China thing. Yeah. Even if it's saying like I was wrong in th- at the time. Yeah. I stand for injustice no matter where it is, mm-hmm. but he won't. No, he was not going to do it. No. He just sweeps it under the rug. Anytime someone tweets at him or hits him with that, he just he doesn't even respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. And his silence is deafening. Yeah. So, anyway, so the <laughs> NBA decided to suspend all games yesterday in protest <clears throat> um, to the Jacob Blake shooting. And then the season all day yesterday was kind of up in the air. Are they going to mm-hmm. play or are they not going to play? To this morning they said they're going to play. Yeah. Which I guarantee you the NBA was like, I don't know this, but... Yeah. This like the NBA is like this cost us a shit ton of money to create this bubble. Please play. Yeah, <laughs> like we support you. We've done everything. And the thing with the NBA yeah, is that's they've, a great point. they've con- uh, Adam Silver has built a lot of cachet with the players. Yeah, I think because I think so too. he has been so open about allowing them to do whatever they want yep. in terms of public um, displays of of solidarity yeah. with this movement. But I basically I, I I'm really thinking it's like. Hey guys, come on! Can we just get through the? Can we just get through the season? Yeah. Um, because the NBA would lose an incredible yeah. amount of money if they don't finish these playoffs. Yeah. So that's a good point. That's a good point. And I do see players all the time talking about him being the best uh, commissioner in sports, mm-hmm. and a lot of players support him. Dwayne Wade is always talking about how great Adam Silver is, and you see it. There is that support there. Um, so there's that. So that's one thing I've been thinking a lot about is just sports. I mean, because it is, you know, it is a lens in which you view the world. And I think about, you know, it's so interesting of like you and I have talked about before, like social costs. Right. Mm -hmm. And and the costs of injustice and and just uh, that dude getting shot. Like, what the fuck? The Jacob Jacob Blake. Yeah. In the back. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, WNBA showed up. Uh, I think it was the Mercury. Maybe I'm wrong. There was a team who showed up. All the women knelt along the sidelines, and all of them were wearing white shirts with seven bullet holes in their back of their shirts. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. 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 So one thing that frustrates me the most, and I was talking with a friend yesterday, is I'm I'm criticizing the the leadership of Donald Trump in this, right? Mm -hmm. So... You know, people say to me all the time, they're just like, you know, oh, Biden is a socialist and he wants these cities to burn and he wants to see the, the it all collapse and whatever it may be. I roll. Yeah. Right. So then Biden releases a video and was like, look, we need to fix something. There are institutional problems here because this keeps happening. And I stand with protests and I stand with fighting against the system. And Biden says in the video, I don't stand with burning things down. We need to approach this logically and we need to come together as a country and fix this. And I'm like, yo, doesn't sound like this guy wants to burn shit down (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he literally said, don't do it. Let's come together and find a way. Right. So Biden, who's the presidential candidate, is coming out and saying, we got to do something. Donald Trump not one fucking time has said, I would, I would just, like, that's what people don't get about, about the protests and the boycotting and, and 
and all of it. Donald Trump will not speak a word, a word or even a clue of a word against the police because those are votes for him. Mm-hmm. Because he stands by the police and he knows the police will vote for him. I don't even want him to say that. And I think the rest of the United States who who see his deafening silence mm-hmm. would appreciate him just going, look, I don't have the answer, but something has to be done. And I see that something needs to be done. He'll never do it. No. it's That is fucking embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing. And his response is to use the boot of the federal government yes. to continue to put pressure on the people who are speaking up. Yeah. It's not even a response to the atrocities. It's a response to the response. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even addressed the fact that people are getting shot, choked out, murdered. Not, not, not a word. And like I said... I feel like a lot of people, it would do a lot of people, appease a lot of people in some sense for him to go, I don't have the answer, but I want, but something needs to happen. Won't ever say it. What is that? That is not leadership. No. That's abdication of leadership. Yeah. That's abdication of his responsibility. Yes. Yes. He won't say a word. And, and for those, for those who say, oh, well, not all cops are bad, right? Okay, fine. But we're clearly seeing a continued behavior reaction of, of are they trigger happy? Is there fear? I think that there's fear escalating, right, in, in this nation. Mm-hmm. And, and that isn't helping anything. But I feel like, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm relying too much on the federal government, but I mean, help, set a standard, make a, make a statement, say something. You and I have talked about federal standards of, of um, emissions mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yep. They set that bar and everybody goes, okay, this is where we, this is the, this is the law of the mm-hmm. land. This is where it stands. Nothing is being said. And in the same frustration with COVID, we talked about it again before, and I was talking about this last night, like they, the federal government hasn't done shit for COVID. And then, so the states say, okay, we got it then. And then they say, what the fuck are you doing? Do what we say. Well, you haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact situation with police and how can people look at this federal government and this executive and say he's doing awesome let's let's bring him back because i I, it's not what he's doing for them i I sent you a a, like a screenshot of a tweet where it's like it's what he does to the people that his followers don't agree with that he's basically using the federal government to punish the people they don't like. Yeah. And, and then, so in an indirect way that is doing something for them. And, and, and that's how they measure his success is what he does to others. Yeah. Let me, let me pose this. So someone I was talking to, um, we were talking about cancel culture, Mm. which is very much kind of a leftist thing, right? Yeah. But now the right and Trump supporters has have adopted this cancel culture. They have, and they've called to to adopt it. This, right. This president has openly has op- it started with Harley Davidson, right? Saying like yes, when, exactly. Har- when Harley Davidson when the tariffs went in, Harley Davidson said they were going to they were going to start making their um they were going to start making a lot of their bikes in Europe mm-hmm. because of the cost of importation, mm-hmm. and um and then Trump called him out for that. Saying like they're not they're not Americans now it's Goodyear right right and right. um so he I mean he's saying cancel Goodyear 
Right. So I mean, yeah, they've they've definitely. Sorry, I just no. To build, they definitely to, have to, to build, they to build your to build your point. Those are great examples. The republic, the re- Republicans, yes, are, are adopting cancel. So culture. one com- one person specifically we're talking about in cancel culture. Those are great examples. Mm-hmm. But like you see the left, like oh, if you if you say or do things a certain way, you're canceled, right? But that has completely been adopted by the right and Trump supporters mm-hmm. and those great examples. But like. Even even their own right, which you saw on the left a little bit when they're uh, not a little bit, a lot of it when they're canceling people who have generally been more liberal and left leaning. They're like, you said one thing wrong 17 years ago, canceled. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is what happened. But Mitt Romney not falling in line and the rights like, OK, you're canceled. Like this dude was literally running for president at one point on your ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> canceled. Yeah. Did you see uh, um Almost every single one of, of McCain's aides, mm-hmm. former aides, John McCain's former aides, uh, have all uh, came out with a, with with their own letter endorsing Biden. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There's another Republican. There's another Republican who was a former. The two Republicans that were on the on the uh, that were your nominee, that party's nominees. Mm-hmm. One of them, when he passed, like when he gave the 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 most middle finger that you can to yeah. the president, and then didn't invite him told him you are not coming to my funeral yeah and then and then romney who's who's out there actively flouting the president Mm -hmm. in in any term voted to impeach him yeah both of these guys right these are establishment republicans now now all of a sudden in four years they're not republican anymore maybe maybe if you're calling yourself a republican and shitting on romney and mccain's legacies right you should stop and ask yourself what is it I believe? Right. Right. And why do I believe this now, but didn't four years ago or eight years ago? Mm-hmm. What has changed? What is the difference? Is it the messaging I'm being told that the, somehow these Democrats, Biden, who's been in, in office for 50 years, has never been once called socialist in any way, shape, or form. Now all of a sudden is a radical socialist? Commie, Nazi. Based on whose definition? Who's controlling that narrative? Ask yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you would have thought that if he harbored these secret socialist <laughs> like beliefs, that someone somewhere along the line would have called him out for that? Yeah. No, because they don't exist. And it's yeah. not, that's not his ideology. Right. Why do you think progressives are pissed that Biden won the nomination? They're pissed. Everyone you oppose, the real communist socialists, don't are, like him. They're pissed. <laughs> I, I just it it just kills me that they're so just sub, they're. I mean, it doesn't even matter. It it does nothing matters to them. Nothing. They allow one person to dictate what they believe. Yeah, that's scary, and they don't they don't realize how just. I don't I don't even know the word, but they're just they're falling in line to Donald Trump. Just whatever he says goes. The Republican Party didn't even come out like the RNC. Yeah, it's not the tr- the Trump National Convention. Mm-hmm. It's not the Romney National Convention in 2012. Right. This was the Republican National Convention. It is the way that the Republican Party sets its platform going into the general election, mm-hmm. and then they they give their nominee. Mm-hmm. It's not just a convention for the event for the for the nom for the nominee process nomination process of of its candidate for president right for the presidency 
the the Republican the the RNC basic the the Republican National Committee said we're not giving a platform mm-hmm. for this convention. It's basically all in support of this president's second um, second support for this president's second term. Right. They're basically saying we don't have a message. Our message is what this guy says it is. Yikes, dude. That's what it. That's what they're implicitly saying. Yeah. By saying we're not allowing like. We're not the the RN, the Republican National Committee is not laying out its own platform that then defines what the party stands for. Right. They are saying, nope, we don't have that. Our party is Trump, and what Trump says is our message. Think about that. It's not a party of it's not the Republican Party it anymore. Isn't. You don't. It's not the GOP. Yeah. This is the party of Trump. I've I've talked to Trump supporters before, and I'm like, you are not a Republican. You realize that. They're not. No. They're not. And they don't even know what it means. No, they don't know what it means to be a conservative. They don't. Being a conservative means that you uphold institutional stability and you uphold process above everything else. Process matters. Right. That's what being conservative means. It doesn't mean completely being against change just because you're you're afraid of change it doesn't mean that things can't change but you think you know that there are that institutions need to be up are important to being to stability those institutions need to be upheld and that there is a process in which change occurs mm-hmm. and no matter what that no matter what the issue is we have to follow that set process yes that is what it means to be a conservative politically it it's not complicated there's not some be- deep-seated ideology, but cons- conservatism isn't an ideology. Mm-hmm. Liberalism is an ideology. Mm-hmm. Conservatism is a disposition. Right. Conservatism is 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 a way in which you view institutional change in a, in a governmental system. If you're talking about political conservatism, right? There is nothing about this president and his followers that uphold that disposition. Nope. He flouts institutional norms at every turn. He is by far and away wanting to overturn and do away with all of the democratic processes mm-hmm. that true conservatives are have been yelling about for every president prior to Trump mm-hmm. needs to be upheld. All of a sudden now those don't those processes don't matter anymore. Mm-mm. We want to we want to cede all of this power to this guy to let him do what because he's promising that he'll just create this utopia of what it means to be american so you can say christmas again <laughs> like are you shitting me like that's you're not conservative yeah if you if you want if you think that these these means in which you're trying to you're trying to get to a specific end are worth it you're not a conservative yeah yeah you're just, you're not. Change your fucking definition. Yeah. You know why? Because I hate the fact, I was, I, I hate the fact that I can't, you know what I love? I, symbols. I'm a big symbol person. Okay. I can't, I won't wear anything American flag anymore. I won't, I wanted to buy a, I wanted to buy a, uh, a Betsy Ross flag. Mm-hmm. They have 13 original colonies. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool ass flag. Mm-hmm. It's historical. It, it means something to all Americans. Right. It's a, it was a symbol of our revolution. The original 13 colonies. That's a badass flag. Mm-hmm. You know who's fucking adopted it? Trump supporters. Yeah. 
to make it mean something that it's not. Right. Stop co-opting definitions. Yeah. Call yourself what you are. You're you're a Trumpster. I don't know. Just <laughs> figure out some another fucking word. Yeah. And stop taking words like conservative mm-hmm. and and trying to apply it. Right. To whatever it is that you are, because right. you're not conservative. No. Now, Republican, you can call yourself. If the Republican Party is dead, yeah. it is a it is dead. I am no longer a Republican. Mm-hmm. Because when the Republican Party officially announced that it has no platform, and it is allowing Trump to dictate its platform, that's it. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. It The term Republican is now whatever Trump is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't support Trump. Yeah. I'm, therefore, I'm not a Republican. Yeah. Until the Republicans gain back some sort of messaging. Yeah. And an identity that's separate from this cult of personality. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be a Republican again. But until that happens, I'm, I'm not a Republican. I'm an institutionalist. I'm a pragmatist. Yeah. I'm just whatever it is that... Th- that that guy isn't. Yeah. American. Right. Fuck it. I'm an American. I'm, I'm just an American because that fucker isn't American. No. No. And I hate, hate the fact that that entire every speech mm-hmm. is not uni- is not a unifying message. That is drawing every single speech is a dog whistle to drawing borders mm-hmm. around what it means to be an American. We talked about this with Alex last mm-hmm. week. It was a great conversation mm-hmm. about what it means to be an American. What does being an American mean to you? Mm-hmm. And all three of our answers were basically some form of inclusion. Right. These people, this RNC convention, mm-hmm. these speakers were trying to fill boxes about what it where you have to be and everybody that is not one of us mm-hmm. isn't even worth being considered right. as part of the process in terms of building a government. Mm-hmm. They they are telling you exactly who they are. And they don't want us. Yeah. They don't want people like you and I no. to be part of the process. Who think for themselves. <laughs> they just don't want people who don't think like you have to think like them. You do. Yeah. I, I I can't fathom that we've gotten to a point where one of the, one of the two major parties in this country mm-hmm. can look at what is going on with a massive portion of our population mm-hmm. in the Af- in the in the black community mm-hmm. and say I'm not even going to listen to you. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. It's all fake. Yeah. I, I I don't know how we've gotten how we maybe I shouldn't say I don't know because it's probably pretty easy. Yeah. But as long as the Trump support and, and I notice this in sports. Okay. In the way sports are viewed, right? Is that you have with through COVID mm-hmm. and then now this race this uh this you know, these this um push for racial justice mm-hmm. that when sports leagues started to cancel their seasons mm-hmm. and then and now it's been announced like most of the NCAA conferences, like the big 10 and the PAC 12 have canceled their seasons. And mm-hmm. there's been this huge uproar, right? The president has been out saying, we need our sports. We need our sports. <laughs> Why does the president care that they're sports? Is it because he has some deep seated love for the NCAA? No, 
he knows that as long as he provides his base with bread, wine, and entertainment, I'm using a gladiators. Uh, they're gladiators. As long as they, as long as they, they can sit there and be fat and happy, mm-hmm. having their entertainment, they're fine. Yeah, they're willing to. They're willing to just you know, go do whatever you want, else you want there, Donald. As long as you've got, as long as I got my football. Yep. Meanwhile, you're putting the health and lives of of, of people of those athletes at risk by playing during a freaking global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other half, kids. where the other half of kids, yeah, yeah, right, the other half of it. The other half of this country, or sixty percent—I don't even know what the Democrat, what the breakdown is—is mm-hmm. is like you know what? Sports are cool. I, you and I sitting watching the Blazers was a nice reprieve. Yes, from the the slog that it has been nice. twenty twenty. It was nice to see. But if it goes away tomorrow, man, there is so many other things. I've been noticing. I'm like, I normally get so emotional and just invested into Blazer games. And yes. yeah, you and I yelled at the TV a little bit. Yeah. That was like nothing compared to what I normally am during right. a Blazer playoff game, especially against the Lakers, right? right. It's just like there's so much other stuff going on right. to care about. Right. The pandemic, racial injustice, the politics in a, mm-hmm. in a general election year with the distinction between Biden and Trump and which way the, this direction of this country is going to go and what mm-hmm. what the country is going to look like on November 4th after the election. Yeah. No matter who wins. Yeah. That's a huge concern. That's a massive concern. I, I'm just like, you know what? There is so much more important stuff than sports. There but is. to the other 40 to 50% of this country who is like, no, I need my sports. I need That's, my haircut and my sports. Like that's the most, that's literally the most important thing to them. As long yeah. as they, they don't care about anything, they, they, they may care about other stuff, but right. like they're willing to put sports ahead of all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, and then the way they view the, and the way they, they view the players, it's like you're, you work, it's like they view sports as being some sort of public service. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Just you, shut up and play. You're here to entertain me. Mm-hmm. You're you're getting paid millions, so shut up and just do your job. And this was this was illuminated to me um, by a conversation I had with somebody at work when they're like, they asked me asked me yesterday, like, oh, so is the NBA dead to you? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. For what? Why would the NBA be dead to me? Yeah. I well, had because, the same conversation with someone because they're oh because they're they're boycotting. Yeah. I said, good. I'm glad they are. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're bringing awareness because Kyle, Colin Kaepernick tried to do this peacefully years ago yep. to, to get you to listen yep. and you guys shit on him. Not mm-hmm. only did you not listen, you actively destroyed his voice yep. and wanted to undermine his platform and you effectively did it. Mm-hmm. There has been years of the black community trying to do this peacefully yep. and we ignored them. And I was part of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't actively root against Colin Kaepernick, but I also didn't do anything right. to help support him. Right. I own that. Right. I'm listening now. Right. So evidently something that's going on is working because there's a lot of people like myself who are paying attention now. Mm -hmm. So I said, good for them. Right. Good for the players from boycotting. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that they're doing that. Right. And the fact that you're, and then he, then the person said, well, they shouldn't get paid. Why shouldn't they get paid? Are they public employees? (laughs) They are they are employees of a private institution that is the National Basketball Association. Yes. 
It's a business. It is a business. And I hear that all the time from people saying, well, it's a business. Yeah. It's private. It's private entity. I hear them <laughs> use that line to defend other things that they agree with. Right. But as soon as it's the players taking away something from them, it's like, well, I just really wanted to watch the game. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. But they don't want to see people get murdered all the time or shot by the police. So they're putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. boycotting games. That yeah. is taking a paycheck away from them. But it's up to the NBA, the private institution, uh, the private ent- organization, right? The mm-hmm. company that is the NBA to decide whether they're going to pay right. players or not. Right. And it is complicated, but that's up to the business to decide, not the viewers. Not the people who consume it. You get to dictate what a business does with their money. Imagine if that was something you agreed with. You would never be okay with that. Or what if what if somebody who like in your own like right you're you work in some sort of company right? Mm-hmm. Like say it's me, a fisherman's marine. Right. Some guy was unhappy with my service, so then he could just be like, "That guy shouldn't get paid for today." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then that had weight. Yeah. And I just I lost my day's salary because this guy complained about it. Right. Right. That's that a great that point. would fly. No. But people aren't willing to. It's like why? How did we? How did sports become the 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 distinction between public and private in the sports realm mm-hmm. become so blended? You can view the same thing as with the politics. It's mm. this this tribal team. Yeah. That's what it is. And same with Trump. That's a good Trump point, Jeff. And the That's government. a really good point, Jeff. It's That's like a really good point. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my team. Do what I say. If not, get out. Same thing with sports. I've always heard this same trope, and I'm sure you've heard it, too. Mm-hmm. Well, they shouldn't. I, I, I hate I can't watch them because they make too much money. I've never heard you've that. Never heard, you've never heard that? No. Oh, I hear that all the time. Yeah. I hear that all the time. Well, they, I, and you see it in comment sections too, but I hear it just in conversations with people who don't really watch sports. Oh, I can't believe they don't make that much money. Like, they shouldn't make that much money. Like, mm-hmm. so you're saying a, a private company... Who's profiting. Who's profiting <laughs> and paying their employees a percentage of those profits. And those percentage of those profits happens to be in the millions of dollars... Yeah. That's a problem? Yeah. In a capitalist country, that's a problem? Right. Don't blame the players. Yeah. Don't blame the company. <laughs> blame the culture in the in the in the consumers right. who are willing to give that much portion of their money of right. of their hard-earned dollars. If you think that if you look at it as a societal in your view, look at it as a societal failure that we as a country put sports at such a high level right. at such, and value it at such a high level that those these these um these sports leagues are making these billions of dollars. Right. But don't blame the players for profiting off of what is clearly a market. Yeah. In this in this in the society in which you live in. Right. Like I don't get that. Oh, they make too much money. Apply that to anybody else. Anybody else. Yeah. But you know what? What are the color of the people that primarily play professional sports? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. They're other. They're different. They look different than than this person. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I have been hearing that I really appreciate is like, and you, I know you've noticed it, but the NBA players are not only talking about racial injustice in regard to outside of basketball, right? 
They're also talking about uh, justice within between men and women. Mm-hmm. And they're talking and advocating for women's basketball, seeing increases in wages. Now, that's dictated by the market, but that's why you see more players, mm-hmm. Melo, Dame, LeBron, all supporting the WNBA. Yeah. And and kind of shedding a light on WNBA. Like, like look, dude, these, these women can ball. Like, why are we not paying attention to this league, too? Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Because naturally, that's going to hopefully drive more attention to that league as well. Mm-hmm. Um as you know, I love Sue Bird. <laughs> so, I mean, there is an appreciation for WNBA there. Um, but, again, it's dictated by the market. But I, I, I just wanted to point out that I also appreciate that these guys in the NBA are also trying to bring awareness and 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 money to the women's league to, to get them mm-hmm. more money and, and paid more equally because they're not paid anywhere the same. Um, that's not a difference in wages kind of thing because mm-hmm. they're two different leagues and it's based on the market, like you're saying. But I appreciate the guys trying to like say, hey, like watch this stuff, dude. We love this stuff too. Kobe was the biggest WNBA fan. Mm-hmm. He was always at the games, and I don't know. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it, I any way that somebody wants to use the platform that is given to them, I applaud. Yeah, it, it's just I don't know why that's controversial, but yet it is. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, I'm not saying that the supporting of the WA is controversial. Yeah, but just players using their like in a free society, some of uh, an individual using their platform that they rightfully gain through hard work. Yeah. Like there is nobody in the NBA who didn't like that is an upper echelon. That is point one of one percent of the people who make the league. Yeah, in the world. Not only that, but like growing up in the United States now that with the international scope of the NBA. In the pool of players coming from Europe, mm-hmm. in, in in to a lesser extent Africa and Asia, mm-hmm. you're telling me now it's even harder for an American-born citizen to make it into the NBA right. because of the competition, and because there's only 30 teams and there's only so many roster spots. Mm-hmm. How difficult it is to make, yeah, and how rare it is to actually make that league. Right. You got to put in a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, now there's yeah. some guys like mellow for most of his career and guys Mm -hmm. like Dwight Howard who have skated by on their freak actual athletic talent. But eventually that catches up to him. But you still, even so mellow works 10 times harder. Dude, they work out every day and dude, I don't want to lift. I don't want to lift a newspaper and these guys are just pumping weights every day. They put in so much work. Yeah. Maybe they don't work as hard as some of the other guys. Right. But they're still putting in a tremendous amount of work to get to where they were and then now we're going to tell them that that hard work doesn't matter you shouldn't be paid the amount that you should be paid and then the the fame and the platform that comes with that because mm-hmm. that's what our our society puts the NBA on this pedestal and it says that sports are so important to our society so that is going to naturally make athletes have cultural significance and yeah. cultural weight and their messages are going to have their, their messages are going to reverberate through our society right. because we through our money through the economic mechanisms of a capitalist society has put them in that position and then you want to shit on them for having that platform yeah. and then using that platform that is just th- the epitome of hypocrisy it is. and honestly it's rooted in racism yeah it's rooted in this in this because they don't look like me they shouldn't they shouldn't be able to speak right because when J.J. Reddick came out in support of, 
used his platform in support of African-Americans, he didn't get shit on anywhere near as mm-hmm. much as LeBron got shit on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the difference because it's J.J. Redick and LeBron James. Right. But st- yeah. still. I mean, I think about uh, Ennis Cantor in Turkey and his criticism of Turkey. Mm-hmm. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. Why? Why not? He's using, he's his-, using his platform. Yeah. And he's. He's going hard at Turkey and talking shit. He'll never be able to go home and see his family. Never. Never. He couldn't even go internationally because of fear of being Mm -hmm. snatched up. By Interpol, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's okay. One guy said to me, he says, uh, you know, why why are they putting politics into sports? That's what I I hear all the time. Politics is interwoven in sports. We've I made mean, it. We so, just drew a perfect parallel. We've made it. So, we've made it. So, yeah. And, you know, there, the idea is that like, well, what if, and this is the example. This is how these thought processes is like, well, you work for this company, Jeff. And what if you started like saying all this stuff about something that the company didn't agree with? They have the right to fire you. Okay. Yeah. But the league is backing these people and their message mm-hmm. and everything that they say. That's what you don't understand. You don't want to hear it? Well, guess what? The company is allowing it. If if the NBA really wanted to, they could say no more of that shit. But what is the cost of that? Mm-hmm. They don't have... Well, the players' union protects yep. them. Yep. And they know that to put good... Everybody sees the difference between... The difference in quality between <laughs> college yes. and the pros. That's what I brought up. In that same exact conversation. So the the league knows that there's only a select pool of players that can play at that level that puts a quality product, yes. watchable product on TV on a nightly basis. Right. And through that, those players have agency. Yeah. We Get should it. applaud that. <laughs> that is an American success story. Yeah. Nope. No, shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. All right, Jake. Uh, I don't know what you want to get to. We're running out of time here. Um, but you got counterculture. You uh, sent me a bunch of stuff. I sent you a lot of stuff. I don't know what you want to get um, to. We can skip the RNC for now. We'll wait for it to get over and talk about it next week because okay. there's still one more night. Trump still has to give his speech. Oh, so. I can't wait. Um, we talked about what it means to be a conservative. Um, factionalism, and we kind of touched on that. Sports. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about my nonprofit idea next week. Okay. Uh, we'll do... Counterculture? Um, yeah. All right, let's All go. Right. Hey, kids, are you ready for counterculture? Well, here's your host, Jake. So, counterculture. Uh, in this week's episode of Counterculture, I got a knife pulled on me and I stole a cart back from homeless people. You got a knife pulled on you? Yeah. Start with the cart. Okay. Because <laughs> that's that. It all happened the same day. My day was crazy. Okay. What day was this? This was like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, we're running very low on carts, and mm. Fisherman's Marine is a locally owned business, and mm-hmm. we don't have the funds to just buy replacement carts like someone like Walmart or Target would. Right. So we kind of have to guard our carts. For sure. We're losing them, and we're down to like five or six carts. Whoa. So we... Uh, so I saw one in a homeless camp right on the I-5 North on-ramp at Delta Park Yeah, the day before. Okay. And my manager, Tristan, jokingly said, I'm instituting a five a $5 bounty for anybody who finds one of our carts and returns it. Yeah. And I was like, 
you got that five bucks, I'll go get you your cart back. Yeah. I know exactly where one's at. Yeah. So me and this guy who I work with, yeah. he's got a, he has a, in, I drive a, a Nissan Rogue, which yeah. I'm not putting a cart in the back of that thing. And then, or I would have to go grab the cart and run it back through <laughs> the whole, through uh, the Hooverville that is Delta Park. Right. And risk getting chased by homeless people to yeah. get their what they see now is their property back right uh so you know he's he has this uh big truck uh open bed mm-hmm. and i was like hey you drive i'll sit in the i'll sit shotgun you roll up really quick and the sucky thing is like there's only one like you'd have to then get on the on you have to Why then get on the freeway filming this it had to happen quick i know plant a gopro on the back <laughs> of the truck and go so we roll up we 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 pull in yeah right up next to it and there's the cart sitting right there yeah. i bail out of the passenger side no no he runs in op- opens the tailgate i grab the cart reel it in throw it in the back and then we <laughs> sped off and took off with the cart we got our cart back <laughs> did you get five bucks uh, no oh, no i think he's joking about the five bucks come but on. i got the cart. i did get the cart back okay though. i did get the so cart. you have six i uh, i sanitized the crap out of that thing yeah and um yeah, so the cart the cart's returned. Okay, I yeah, love I it. I got that back. Uh, that was crazy. That just felt really weird. Uh, and then later <laughs> that day, I was sta- I was, was it empty. It was empty. Yeah. Oh well, then okay, you're good. Yeah, I didn't steal any of their stuff. Well, I'm not saying you would, but I was thinking like you're gonna have to dump it all out and then. <laughs> well, like earlier that we had a guy like a couple days before that we had a guy try stealing and he took off and he left his like. I'm guessing it was a stolen BMX, like kind of like a BMX bike, right. because he had um, had taken duct tape and and covered all of the identifying markings uh, with duct tape. Yeah, just so like if a cop happens to see, because there's a, a, a police report, report about it. Yeah. yeah, so we ended up the guy took off and we got our product back. We didn't have loss prevention, so the dude um, we just once we got the tackled him and got the product back. Uh, the guy just ran off and we let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he left his bike. Mm-hmm. So we put the bike in the office and the guy never came back to get his bike. I'm I was sure gonna, he didn't come. I back was going to take the, I was going to take the bike. Then I realized I have absolutely no use for this bike. So one of the warehouse guys took it home. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we're stealing bikes from the, like we're at an all fisherman's is in an all out war, war with, yeah. with, uh, with the, the homeless population <laughs> in Delta park. Well, uh, there was this guy who, um, I was so later that day after the cart incident, I was stocking the because we we have the way we have it set up. We now because we have two sets of double doors. Yeah, and it used to be when things were normal, you could e- enter and exit from either door. Now we have it set up and roped off to where you have to enter through one and exit through another. Gotcha. It's amazing how many people still can't figure that out. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's the life. This is the world. We're, this is the world we live in. Yeah, I am stocking soda into a soda machine and the entrance mm-hmm. and as i'm doing that i see this guy he's pretty grungy looking he looks like looks like a very very dirty older version of fred durst it's like okay um kind of like wearing oversized dc shoes mm. long jean shorts Jinkos. Uh, um and then like a dc united or like fox uh, gotcha. motorcycle flat built hat yeah and but he's like in his 40s so you just know oh this, okay but it's just anyway looks like a dude who's gonna try to steal and he right. did he comes blowing past me like walking really quickly okay that's what i, meant. I was gonna ask like blowing past what is that is that like running or walking fast walking okay. quickly walking quickly and like looking like this like okay, over looking back and forth all right and he's got like a sweatshirt and it's like 90 degrees he's got a sweatshirt balled up in his hands and i can see underneath it 
a big pla- like a something in a plastic package. And okay. he's trying to like cover it up with his, as he's walking out, he's trying to like cover it up with a sweatshirt. Okay. And I was like, Hey, what do you got there? And the dude like turns around and looks and just keeps walking, like walking faster. And he's walking with another dude. And I was like, what do you, I'm like, I was like, Hey, what do you have? And then, and then at that point, as soon as he clears the doors, he takes off running. Uh-huh. Like the one where I chased the dude, I just, something clicked in my mind. I was pissed. like, I'm going after this guy. So I, I, bolt after it you did it all for the now movie. that i've lost like 50 pounds i'm a lot faster than i was and i got right i got on him pretty quickly mm-hmm. well as i'm about to tackle him i see him reach back <gasps> and he he's fumbling with a knife sheath that uh-huh. i didn't see because his shirt had come down on right. top of it and he's fumbling with a knife sheath and he draws it and as soon as, and i just put on the brakes and he wheels around with that thing like and then he's basically we're face to face and he's got this knife pulled on me yeah and then I start backing up uh-huh. and then he starts calling me all sorts of names. And then, so I, I start to back away and then I turn and I start running back towards the store and he starts following me. What? He starts like chasing after me. And then that's when, that's when our loss prevention agent uh-huh. um, caught up with me and that, and then, then this dude stops and then jumps into a car and then, and then drove off. But my, but as I'm running away, like Nazar, you met Nazar. Yeah, yeah. like, that's the, um, that's the one, that's the guy who had the incident yeah. earlier. He was, um, he's like, what does he have? And I'm like, knife. And he's like, yeah, get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so like, we, like, we both, we, we got the, the license plate number and forwarded it on to Portland PD, which they're not going to do anything, Never. but it's just, yeah. So yeah, I got a knife, Jesus, got a knife pulled dude. on me, stole the cart back from a homeless camp. You better be careful. Yeah. I'm not going to go out again like that. Yes, you are. Probably will. <laughs> But I don't want you to get stabbed, though, dude. Well, thankfully, I was able to pull. Thankfully, I was able to pull up and put on put on the brakes. Yeah, me. I'm so big, inertia would have just carried me right through him as I try to stop. <laughs> so yeah, that was counterculture. Jesus, be careful. Yeah. All right, that's one hundred and one, guys. That's one. Is oh, is it time already? Yeah, but crazy. Time. I don't work today, so. anyway uh thank you guys for listening yeah we'll see you next week bye Bye. say what you mean Thank <laughs> you.